I'm Stephen Downey and you're very welcome to episode 22 of the Mindful Living Guide. This week I have the pleasure of being joined by Siobhan Mungavan. She is a beautiful, beautiful soul and uh, let's just say sometimes we really need to listen to the quietest person in the room. Sit back and enjoy this week's episode of the Mindful Living Guide. You're very welcome to this week's episode of the Mindful Living Guide. I'm here with uh, Siobhan Mungavan, and I'm very, very happy to be able to share this space with her. She's an inspirational person who I've known through a great network and uh, event called We Can and We Will. Siobhan is a life coach, an author, a public speaker, and an advocate for people with spina bifida and those with kidney failure. She is an absolute inspirational to, a person to talk to and I am so, so grateful to have you in the room, Siobhan. You're very welcome to the Mindful Living Guide. Thank you so much, Stephen. Oh my gosh, it's a pleasure to share this space with you this morning. And I'm excited to see where this morning and this journey takes us both. So thank you for having me. It's great. You're, you're so welcome. I, I have to apologize because I've said to you before that we, we arranged this conversation many times and it was put off and put off until today. And I'm a firm believer that things happen for a reason and that when two people come together and have a good conversation um, that spark can fly. We talked earlier about like tangents and what, what if we go off on tangents? I said, I just love to chat and just bring people into new experiences and new journeys. And the people listening, I know will really appreciate this conversation. So can you just tell me a bit about yourself and about growing up? Because as I alluded to in, at the start, um, you're someone who lives with spina bifida and it's, has been obviously part of your life all the way through. Yes, um, I'm originally from um, County Clare. Um, I have uh, parents, um, Noel and Geraldine, amazing parents and two two brothers, uh, an older brother, Shane, and a younger brother, Connor. So um, I've had a pretty, pretty normal bringing up. You would um, maybe think that's unusual for somebody with have a disability, but I've always going, I've always grown up in um, an environment where independence was um, instilled from a very, very early age. So um, I've I've learned the skills to survive in life from a very early age, which I'm extremely thankful for. Um, I was born with a condition called spina bifida, like you mentioned earlier. So that comes with its whole host of kind of ups and downs throughout life, um, some highs and some lows. Um, and then at the age of 19, I was, um, I was, um, um, I was diagnosed with kidney failure, excuse me, diagnosed with kidney failure. And as you can imagine, at the age of 19, that was um, that was a, a huge knock to me. And even to this day, it's something, it's a day I re remember for the rest of my life. Um, but I'm a firm believer of um, my strength. My strength in life has pushed me through these things and and helped me see the, the, the greater good and what I'm actually here to do on this on this planet. Um, I am I'm a life coach, I'm a personal development coach. I'm a firm believer, my passion in life is people. My passion in life is conversation, is which is exactly what we're doing this morning. It's to get to know people, but it's to get to know people on a deeper level. I feel like in this day and age that people are speaking from a surface level and we're not really getting to the to the core of the essence of the person. 
And that was, that's what my passion is. My passion is to provide a safe, um, authentic space for people, for them to be their true authentic self and whatever is to come up in that space, know that they are safe and that they're here to, they've given themselves permission to, to work on themselves. And I think that's the greatest gift that anyone can give themselves is to, to allow them the space and the time and the permission to, to grow as an individual, because I have definitely grown from, <clears throat> excuse me, that person who was diagnosed with kidney failure age 19. I'm not that person anymore. And I'm thankful for not being that person anymore. I've grown a hell of a lot as a person, but I've done that because I have, I have worked on myself and working on yourself. It's scary. There's no, there's no denying it. It is a scary thing to do, but I can honestly say that it's the best decision anybody can ever make. Yes, there's different parts of us. Like, yes, there's a part of me that's got spina bifida. Yes, there's a part of me that has kidney failure, but there's also a part of me that's just Siobhan. And I wanted to get to know the just Siobhan, who was Siobhan? And that's what I want to help people. It's so interesting. Uh, one phrase that just jumps out from what you've just said is that you have to give yourself permission. You have to allow yourself to go on that journey. And there's many people that they would um, they would look at all these things that they would think of as, as obstacles, but you've obviously you've, you've overcome them, but you've given yourself permission to grow in so many different ways. And it's an absolute inspiration to people. Um, if if you don't mind me asking, uh, if we go back before you made those decisions before, what was what was life like before? Because there was a post actually I was reading earlier on and where you talked about your life um, before this and that you were such a quiet person in the room and you were always afraid to talk afraid to, to 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 share your voice and i'm so thankful now that has changed because i always am a bit firm believer that um sometimes the person we need to listen to isn't the person with the loudest voice but the person with the softest voice so can you tell me about that journey from where you were before to now yes i was definitely the the person in the background and um the person that was afraid to speak it because maybe what i was to say wouldn't be of value to other people and um it's interesting where that comes from like that's a lot of people may think that this comes from your your bringing up it doesn't definitely definitely doesn't come from my bringing up my bringing up is very strong bringing up but i and it's nothing against um where i where that part of me comes from it definitely comes from um school i think Nowadays, um, a lot of your your core self is developed in school. Um, I wasn't um, a great lover of national school. I know pe people probably find that uh, uh, interesting. I wasn't a lover of national school. I didn't. I said what I would say is I survived in national school, but I thrived in secondary school. That's. That would be the the flip for me. I literally just every day just went into national school because I had to. If something I had to do, I got through it as best I can using the the skills that I was born with, the survival skills, um, the resilience that I was given to by my parents. But did I enjoy national school? I can't say I did. What did you think was the difference, though? Was it because you had more choice in secondary school? 
Yes, um, national school. I went to a country national school where everybody was the same. Everybody was the same, no matter what country national school, everybody was the same. Anything of difference wouldn't have just, it, it just wouldn't have, not that it wouldn't have been accepted, but it wouldn't have been really welcomed at the same time. And then when I went to secondary school, everybody was different. You could walk down the corridor with pink hair and nobody would take a blind bit of notice of you. And that to me was like, wow, like I had a fresh start. Like the, the, the past was in the past and nobody knew me in secondary school. And the decision I made when I went to secondary school was I wanted to go to a secondary school that my brothers weren't in. Okay. Yes. So because I was very protected in national school as well, I didn't have room to grow as an individual because I was so minded because I was only three foot. I was only three foot in national school. Like, so you'd fit me into your back pockets. <laughs> I was so small. Like, I remember like um, one of, I think my first day, my first day in national school, like I had to be lifted onto the bus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom came with me on my first day of national school. I think that stayed with me ever since because I'm kind of like I have to be minded in this world like and it's something I push against it's like yes I have all of these problems but I'm well able to stand my ground I'm well able to look after myself so in secondary school I do believe the shift was there because I went to secondary school and like I said you could walk down the corridor with pink hair nobody cared what you were at um I didn't go to secondary school with my brothers so it was like a time for me I had time to breathe I had time to just grow as a person and I do believe my growth started then. Wow. Absolutely flourished then. Wow. So if we go forward then, um, obviously after that you were you were diagnosed then with your with the kidney failure and you've been working with that ever ever since. And was there a big change? Because you 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 seem to me as a, someone who's been on a um a journey of self-discovery. Would I be right in that? That and You've you've obviously you found coaching then later in life, and you found like can you describe what that journey was like? Um, well, as I said, I was diagnosed with kidney failure at age nineteen, and I think up until that point, like every other teenager on the planet, vanity was a huge thing. Vanity is massive, and I know to this day it's still a huge thing within society. Um, it's changing. But I do feel an awful lot of work needs to be done. Um, I have um, kyposcoliosis. And what kyposcoliosis is, is scoliosis from the front and the back. So I do have a bump on my front and on my back. So up until age 19, my primary goal in life was to get my spine straightened. But it's a massive, like the surgery was humongous. I decided not to do it because the risks were too high. But then I got struck down with kidney failure. And then when I got struck down with kidney failure, I kind of said to myself, like, Siobhan, like, this is something that can really, really, really do damage to you. Like, so you need to take care of your health. Because up until that, that point, vanity took over my life. I wasn't taking care of my health. I was, I was, I was living in my head. I wasn't in my body. I was living in my head because my core was like, get my, my get my spine straight, and that's all that my vision was that. But getting diagnosed with kidney failure, 
it's probably then one of and it's weird to say it's probably one of the the best but worst things in your life because okay first of all who wants to who gets wants to get diagnosed with a, a life changing illness but it's my perspective in life is so much different since it my appreciation for life has has grown hugely like i i appreciate every single day because like when i was born my mom, my mom was told that i would need round the clock care i wouldn't be able to walk um i wouldn't reach to my 18th i reached to my 18th when i got to my 18th they said i wouldn't reach 21 it got to my 21 they said i wouldn't reach 30 but now i'm 34 so it's given me a huge appreciation for life each and every day and just to stop and to yes there's so much in life that maybe that i want but there's so much in life that i have at the moment so i think I it's about, really made me slow down i was about to say that there is a great sense of gratitude about what you're talking about there and just gratitude for every single day and i've talked to to many people on the show about gratitude and actually funny i had um, darren Cawley on recently as well who is um, a kidney uh, transplant recipient as well mm -hmm. and about this, just this sense of gratitude that they have and the many people that i've talked to on the show have been through kind of dark times in their life that has shown them how much they appreciate what they what they have each day and that's so evident in the journey that, that you've been on and I've also wanted to talk about your your company your coaching because I love the name and um, it's I'm not gonna I'm gonna say it wrong here because I wrote down it keeps smiling always I was about to say always keep smiling but keeps smiling always and it just seems that sense of that inner love and inner gratitude that you have that obviously comes across in the work you do for your clients well the um the phrase keeps smiling always uh, originally came from when I published my my first book in 2014, uh, Me and My Backbone. Yeah. So it, it, it kind of resonated from there. But um, I guess with the clients that I do, I, I work with and that I support, I would say that um, I help and support to for you to manage your inner critic, to look within, to discover self-love. Because I'm a firm believer, like if you can't, it, it's it all starts with you and it all starts with the relationship that you have with you and i have there is i have the experience i can sit with somebody where their relationship may be a little bit off with themselves because i've been there i have i've experienced where your relationship with yourself does go up and down but it's about meeting yourself where you're at on that particular day and to give yourself permission to feel whatever emotions because suppressing let's just say if you're suppressing um upset or anger like that's going to bubble up and it's going to affect you even more so it's about i help people to express their emotions but express their emotions in a safe and in controlled way for them and to give them tools and techniques and coping mechanisms that going forward that if they find themselves in them situations again that they will have the resources so it's about instilling belief in themselves a firm believer that instilling the belief in themselves that they can do this because a lot of clients come to me and self-belief is a huge issue but it's if you just give yourself that permission to allow yourself to believe in what you do like 
the magic happens there like and you will you will be able to find your passion and that's that's what i did and i'm living my passion now so it's living proof that it it can and it will happen just a bit of time and again the big word is permission i'm looking at you and you are just glowing you can just see the love and the passion coming through from those words you're saying it's just it's it's beautiful to see and it's funny because also when you were talking to there and it was all about giving yourself permission i can hear acceptance i can hear all these terms that weave themselves through mindfulness and one of the reasons why i wanted to create this podcast in the very start is to let people understand that Mindfulness isn't about locking yourself in a room and meditating on your own for 30 minutes a day. It's it's about weaving this into our lives, into it's these acceptance and understanding of the, the complex emotions that we all feel and that that this is how mindfulness can can help us through it. And I know mindfulness has obviously come to your journey as well. And um, can you tell me about your own experience with mindfulness as well? Um mindfulness to me has been it's been a huge factor to my life and even this year alone I think this year alone has been um a challenging year for an awful lot of people so mindfulness has been a huge my practice of mindfulness has been a huge help to me this year and it's I totally agree with what you're saying it's not about locking yourself in a room for 30 minutes and just trying to meditate it's about just being to me excuse me to me it's about just being still bringing yourself back to the present moment and that space and it's and this is where i think the absolute nuggets are like love nuggets but this nugget for me it's about that space between the between your breath and where you're going to respond because i was and i'll put my hand up i was a huge overreactor massive i would have overreacted to the least blooming thing so mindfulness has been a huge huge help to me for that space that space is literally just it's just a sprinkle it's just a second but if you can catch that space in between your breath and your response that will change your whole perspective will change your relationships with so many different people it'll it'll give you clarity it will give you so much other elements to jumping jumping in and just reacting straight away so i think for me mindfulness has been an absolute it's been the golden ticket to the to the chocolate factory kind of a thing <laughs> when it comes to that and i'm very very thankful for that because like i said i was the overreactor i'm holding up that flag so i am still a working progress though and and we all are i always say i'm, I'm always going to be a student myself you know i'm always going to be learning all the time and but it's so beautiful the way you describe that split second between when we want to react to something but yet we give ourselves that little bit of space just to respond exactly absolutely beautiful and it's it's so important and it's like i think we're all guilty of being so hard on ourselves i know myself like i i have emotions that come up that sometimes I'm not proud of, but it's about just bringing that curiosity and that space between when we act and just, just understanding. And as my, my own mindfulness teacher t- tells us all the time, it's about just softening around the edges about just not trying to resist and not trying to 
go with the emotion because sometimes it can be very strong, but just soften around the edges. It's absolutely beautiful. And Siobhan, I, I actually I jumped over something that I really wanted to talk about, and that was your book and your journey to me and my backbone. I think it's a it's an amazing title uh, for for your book. And but can you tell me about the journey? Because I know myself, I've I have a, a book or two in my head which hasn't made it to paper yet, and it's a long journey from from that from get, getting that the, that um getting that book out out of ourselves so can you tell me about your journey of it of me and my backbone wow um what a journey um very very um very interesting journey and a lot of growth again and this is this is probably the primary reason as to why i went into coaching as well because i was a client of life coaching for seven years um it's not as i think a lot of people think uh they go into a bookshop and they just see a book on the shelf and they just think oh okay that might have taken six months to do for me my book is a seven-year journey i never ever dreamt of having a book out to be honest and i think if i told myself at the beginning that oh i'm going to write and publish a book i think i would um I just think I'd be too daunting for me. I wanted to tell my story to my mum through my eyes. I want her to see, because I think at the time I was going through a difficult spell with my mum. I myself and my mum have a beautiful, beautiful relationship, but like everyone, relationships have ups and downs. But I wanted her to actually see the world through my eyes, because at the time I think she was being a parent and not a friend. So that was my primary goal. But as time went on and I started learning heaps about myself, (laughs) loads, I think, more than I've ever learned about myself before, um, me, my life coach and my co-author, we were saying that there is more to this, like, like there's more to this. We want we want people to see this. Um, So, yeah, it, it, it just I started off doing journaling and just writing my thoughts on paper and just wanting to get whatever is in my head out of my head and down in paper. And that's what works to, for me. It may not work for other people, but that's what works for me. Um, um, so yeah, and I was very fortunate to 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 get a publisher book called Publishing in Galway. Um, I got to work with them. So it was, a, it was an amazing opportunity. And I think even to this day, even when I'm talking about it now, I feel like, wow, it's like, oh, I did that. You know, it's not, like an awful lot of people say, oh, wow, you have a book, but it's, it's sometimes it doesn't sink in with me. It was like, it was just, it was therapy on a page to me, I suppose, is what I would say. Other people are reading it, but it was therapy on a page for me. And it, it seems like it wasn't just about the end result either. It was about the journey and the person you became all the way along to, to get that book. And um, what a journey it's been. I, I have a question that I was going to ask and you, you, you actually touched on it already when you were talking about that space, but it's something I ask every, every, every guest. And um, if I say the, the term mindful living to you, Siobhan, what does that mean in your world? Mindful living. Wow. I love it. Um, I guess that the first thing that pops into my, my head when I mindful living is, compassion and I think compassion is the is something I've only personally learned myself recently because 
my inner critic was alive and to meet myself with compassion um to live in the present moment because like like we're human so a lot of our time i spent in the past or in the future but your past is over and your future is yet to come and all you have is this present moment so why why upset your present moment by worrying about your past or having anxiety about your future you know so um living in the present living in the present moment and being present in conversation i'm a huge I love conversation with people and I love getting getting deeper down in the surface. So being present with the person that you're you're speaking to, making eye contact with the person you're living or your person you're speaking to, excuse me. Um yeah, just living in that present moment and and not worrying about what other people say. Cause as the saying goes, and I know it maybe sounds a bit harsh what other people think of you is none of your damn business it's 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 what you think if you can push if you can go to bed tonight and you can say i'm proud of myself today isn't that all that matters yeah. who cares what other people think every other person on the planet is going to have an opinion no matter what but if you can hold your hand in your heart and close your eyes and say to yourself siobhan well done, you did a great job today. Tomorrow's a new day. We'll start again with the things that maybe had a little bit of hiccups. There's going to be hiccups yeah. in life. That's it. So, and just, yeah. just touching <laughs> in with that, that gratitude for each day that comes. Yeah, sorry, that was a bit... No, it was beautiful. I was just sitting here going, that is just, oh, I love, that's why I say, I, I always say that like, and I probably said earlier on already about that, sometimes we have to open our ears and listen to the quietest person in, in the room. And I'm, I hope you don't mind me saying yeah. that because I know that that's the kind of person that you, you, you come across as a, a very quiet and shy type of person. But sometimes it's those people who have the most amount of impact and the most amount of knowledge that needs to come out. And Siobhan, I've just enjoyed talking to you so, so much. Time has just absolutely flown past on our episode. And um, I know our listeners will really get a lot from, from this show. Um, if people want to contact you uh, after the show, I always like to put uh, a few details on the show notes. So what's the best way for people to contact you, Siobhan? Um, I just want to say first and foremost, thank you so much for having me. I've thoroughly enjoyed the space and thank you for holding such a, a beautiful and safe space for me um, this morning. I've really enjoyed it. And um, and to everybody at home, thank you so much for tuning in. And yes, uh, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is um, Keep Smiling Coach. And on Facebook, um, I am Siobhan Mungavan Coaching. And yeah, so if people want to contact me or anything, um, feel free to do so. Um, I'm an open book and I think I've, I hope I've shown that here this morning with you guys. You definitely you. have. Siobhan, I can't thank you enough. It's been an absolute pleasure to share this space with you today and just listen to you and see you glow. You know, just <laughs> see the, the inner you really come out. And because I know the journey that you've been on over the last few years and just to see how much you're glowing. And I think that really is, going, is coming across in this episode. So, Siobhan, thank you for sharing this space with me on the Mindful Living Guide. Wow. Wasn't that just a lovely, lovely episode? I think you'll agree that um, Siobhan is just a very special person. And 
I just love the softness about her approach and um, we all have a, an awful lot to learn uh, from Siobhan. So Siobhan, thank you so much for being uh, being a guest, as I said. Uh, guys, listen, thank you for listening again this week. Um, it's, it's I can, I'm just blown away by how every week the podcast has just grown and grown and it's all down to you guys just sharing it and um, all the feedback we're getting. Thank you so much. Again, if you want to leave a review, please leave a review on Apple and... Um, join us on Insight Timer. We're having some great sessions on a Sunday night, 8.30pm uh, Irish and UK time. And it's just a space to just slow down after your weekend. Just ease into the week ahead and uh, just find some, some space for you. So I really hope you can join us. If you want to get notified about any of the live sessions, just go to insighttimer for slash Stephen Downey and um, just follow me there and you'll get notifications of any live sessions coming up as well as any of the uh, the meditations I, that I share on Insight Timer. So thank you so much again for joining us on this week's episode. I'm Stephen Downey and this has been the Mindful Living Guide. Mm-hmm.